Hello and welcome to Knit, Design, Edit, Sleep, Repeat with Lisa Conway, Denise Finley, and Tiffany Wooten. Let's listen in and see what's happening, who's happening, and what's new in their world. Welcome. Today, Denise and Tiffany discuss the difference between tech editing and testing, and when it's right to do just one or both. Well, hello, Miss Denise Sparkle Coordinator. How are you? I am just fine, Miss Tiffany. How are you doing this evening? Surviving Mercury in retrograde. (laughs) You and me both, sweetie. You and me both. (laughs) Yeesh. Yeah, so... Uh, For those, I think everybody will have heard by this point, or Lisa's putting a preface up on our uh, episode this time around. For our wonderful listeners, you get the Sparkle Coordinator and I today. Um, Lisa's going to be out for an extended period due to her surgery, so please send her all the best wishes and best prayers and best vibes for a speedy and healthy recovery. Um, Indeed. And a much less pain for, you know, much less painful life post for post-op. So, Correct. Yeah. so, uh, you get the two of us and it's going to be a little different because it's the two of us. So, you know, we, we had to take it in a different route. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause we're just, you know, we're kooky and crazy and Lisa keeps us grounded. So this, without the grounding force here, we're going to have a little more fun. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. It could be a bumpy ride. That's it, exactly. So grab your seatbelt, people. We're going in. Um, (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about testing, uh, test tech projects, project testing, whether it's going to be test knitting or crochet testing for your patterns versus tech editing versus both. And Denise and I have a lot of very strong feelings on all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they'll be able to tell or not. (laughs) I mean, not us. No, we don't. We're not. We're we're pretty. Yeah, we're pretty low key. Not at all. Right. So anyways, um, that's what the broad topic is going to be. So um, I I think you and I talked a little bit earlier. All I've ever tested is crochet projects. I've done some Mm -hmm. garments, I've done some accessories, I've done some, you know, I've tested probably about a year and a half, most of the time now that I test, Mm. it's something small, something easy, something, you know, break my Mm -hmm. funk, break my time up, so I don't get, like, super involved anymore, but I do enjoy test moderation, because I get to watch all the testers and all their stuff, but... It's fun. It is. It's like, I I enjoy the community of that part, but I don't actively test much anymore, so... Well, my testing experience is about 10 to 15 years I've been testing. I've tested for some big names in the knitting field, and I've tested for some beginners, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've also uh, most recently tested for an Italian designer, which was tons oh, I bet of fun. that was fun. Oh my gosh, she is so great. Absolutely adore her. Um, but it's always been in the knitting field. I knit and okay. crochet and spin and, you know, do a lot of fiber related things. But um, I, I test knitted. Um, I was in a couple of the knitting 
or the testing fangs on Ravelry for a while and, and got a the lot pools. of calls from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. But then I started doing it just per designer, which mm-hmm. uh, you get a little bit more, uh, less selection, uh, more uh, say in it, I guess I should say, when you get to okay. actually speak with the designer. So that's fine yeah. too. Yeah. I, that's what I've always, all of my testing stuff has come off of Instagram. Because oh, I'm wow. one of the, uh, I actually didn't get into the Ravelry scene real big. My mom did, and that's how she did her knitting, mm-hmm. uh, knit testing. Mm-hmm. But all of my knit, all of my testing's actually been done on Instagram. So mine mm. has been directly from the designer's um, input and the designer asking for help. So I've been spoiled mm. in that aspect right. of getting the direct input with the designer and, yeah, hey, this isn't so great. Hey, let's try this. And so that I you bringing that up i've been i've clearly been spoiled with that aspect <laughs> yeah because um i was uh several of the test pools that i was in from off of ravelry i was just one of 30 or 40 mm-hmm. you know and didn't get a lot of one on one with the designer but just recently especially with a girl in italy and with uh, lisa also mm-hmm. um it was very one on one and and um you know trying to figure out um the best way for them as a designer to mm-hmm. put their pattern out there for different people. Cause yeah. I think as I've designed things myself, but never written it down and, you know, created a pattern from it. So right. designing things that way, I've just done it for myself and I've never had to think about what it would be like for somebody else to read that pattern. Right. So that was kind of an eye opener um, for me, you know, to get that kind of feedback. So, and see, that's what, so this is, this is one of those things that I am going to, as a tech editor, Mm-hmm. I, I strongly, and I'm just going to put this out there now for all of the listeners and anybody who has followed my page knows that I did a tech edit Tuesday several months ago where it was testing versus editing. Mm-hmm. And I am very much team designer. I'm very much team. Um, and in the end team maker. So right. for me, editing and testing have to go hand in hand for the pattern to be the absolute best that it can be. I, because like I you agree. said, like you said, it's, I can understand the pattern as the editor, mm-hmm. you know, and especially because like we've talked with Roe, I've been friends with Roe for a very yep. long time. So I understand what she's saying and I can clarify some of her stuff to make it a little more clear, Right. but because we've been friends, I understand what she's saying. Well, this is Correct. where her testing pool comes in and mm-hmm. she's got a, a test going on now. Um, I think we talked about it in the interview with the, um, the new I summer so. top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the California top. gold top. Yep. Yeah. She's got, it's active and testing now I and it's, that. it's fun. It's beautiful. It's oh. so cute. But anyways, oh. um, like some people are already coming up and they're like, Hey, I don't understand this. And right. that's the whole point of testing is because, yes. you know, you as a maker, me as a maker, mm-hmm. if, you know, if it's a designer I've never worked with, yep. Hey, this doesn't make sense. Yep. You know, and even though it made sense to you when you wrote it down as the designer, you have yep. to make it applicable to everybody. Which yep. And means- it makes sense to me as an editor because I've got background, you know, and right. then I've got the personal relationship. So that's two fronts right there where, Correct. yeah, I understand it. But mm-hmm. if a general maker, you know, if another maker can't understand it, okay, we need to change this. Yes. And yes. so I agree with that 100%. Me that- too. I, th- I think because I've done a lot of testing um, mm-hmm. in, in, the knit- in the knitwear field, um, and it was all mostly knitwear. I never tested like an afghan or uh, accessories or anything like that. Uh, shawls. But like, when I uh, say accessories, I did a I did a sunglasses case instead oh. of coasters. 
Yeah. And the coasters were, were the coasters were actually flowers, and I have made Aww. them for I have made them for so many people now. They are just <laughs> they're they are quite literally one of my favorite things. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. But because of that, I think that um, I've learned to as a maker myself mm-hmm. when I'm looking for something. Uh, let me give you an for instance. Uh, okay. My granddaughter is expecting her first child let's not even talk about what that makes me but um (laughs) um, but baby makes are fun we'll we'll talk about baby makes being fun right but we'll not talk about the lineage or the age but we will talk about baby (laughs) makes being fun they're they're (laughs) so much fun but um I really wanted something that was um easy but I didn't Mm -hmm. want it to look too simple you know okay and that was one of the things but my one of the things I decided to do a couple of years ago, and, and we're kind of segueing into something else now, but um, nah. I really have a strong opinion about using patterns that have been te- tech edited. Okay. Um, you know, if they've been tested, that's good. But if they haven't been tech edited uh, and I'm going to pay money for them, I almost uh, find that to be problematic. Um, um, I... I don't want to have to do all the work to figure it out in my head. Yeah. You know? Um, And so if that can be taken care of prior to releasing that into the wild, you know, for all the people to buy. Yeah. For the makers. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, then I think that that's a, a a very positive thing. Um, I've also, if, if it doesn't say anywhere on their first, like their romance page or whatever, Mm -hmm. that it's been tech edited, then Mm -hmm. I have been known to email the designer. (laughs) And ask if it has been. You know, and that's a really good point is I think it needs to stay somewhere, whether it's going to be in the listing on either Ravelry or Etsy or their website Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, on their romance page or whatever Mm -hmm. it's going to end up being. I agree with you. I think it needs to stay off the top that it that it has been tested and it has been edited because it does for, you know, makers like us who have come to expect a certain level. Yes. I I agree with you that it does make it easier because I'm. My mom, she was working a pattern in the last four or five months. And um, she she was just like, this this makes absolutely no sense. And she had to reach out yeah. to the designer. Yep. And she didn't get a response from the designer. For weeks. So she became, sometimes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she became very frustrated. And then yes. like, I opened, a, I opened a pattern recently that was put, that was sponsored. It was a sponsored pattern. This one really bothers me. Uh-huh. I opened up a pattern in last year. Loved the pattern. Bought the pattern. Because mm-hmm. I was so in love with this sweater, bought the pattern and it's a color block pattern. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was going to be my first color block project because right. I love color, hadn't actually color blocked. So I was like, okay, this will be a good way for me to learn it because yeah. I love color, but I'm not so great at putting it together and putting right. it in an order. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple people that I can be like, I can take a picture of my pile of yarn <laughs> and the finished product and right. be like, how do I order this? And uh, my, my person that I typically go to, um, her name is Krista. She's with the frosted stitch. And let me tell you that woman, she's got an amazing eye for color. And I think you would actually love her yarn. She's oh, a I Canadian. Love she's, she's a Canadian, she's a Canadian maker yeah. um, and a Canadian dyer. They've got the yarn down up there. Let me, let tell, me you. tell you what <laughs> you would love her colors because I know you love color. Like mm. she has got color for days. Yes. Um, and I will, I've been known my to, song. <laughs> yeah, I have been known to take a pile of picture of the pile and be like, Krista, what do I do? And Krista will tell me. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, the color block 
like I opened up the pattern and it tells you color. I don't remember how they had it, whether it was color A, color B, or one, two, three, whatever. Mm. It listed the colors and it gave you the yardages, but it did not tell you what color the samples were done. So, like, I think this particular sample, I think it was gray, pink, purple, and blue, right. but it did not denote which color was which. Which was A, was which yardage, was B. correct. So ah. I could not, I could not personally go in and substitute the way that I wanted to, and I was yeah, like, I know what you're saying, yeah. I don't have the mental space to figure this out right no. now. And I well, was, I was livid. My friends got a whole rant about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and because to me, that's an easy thing to do. You it know? is, and this is going to sound very uh, ungracious or picky or I don't know something. Um, but if I'm going to spend money on something, mm-hmm. I'm going to want it already figured out for me as far right. as what kind of yardage it needs to have for this size or, yep. you know, where do I need to put those increases or decreases or, right. you know, what kind of yarn substitutions can I make right? that are acceptable because it's not always on the Ravelry page. You know, when it says yarn ideas, Mm -hmm. it's just the people who have actually used those yarns. It's not like the designers, what she said, oh, you could probably use this. Right. So I just feel like for a paid pattern Mm -hmm. that there needs to be maybe a little bit more work to it um, or a little bit more into it, you know? So let me ask you, as a a maker, Mm -hmm. will you pay more for a pattern that has been edited and tested? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I know that's been a debate. I know that's been a debate in some circles that I have seen over the last wow. couple of years. And yeah. because some people are, you know, because they're trying to figure out what to charge. Yeah. And the, well, that's one of the top two questions. And I'm like, well, obviously, you're either having it edited by me or have you had it edited? Yes. No. Okay. Have you had right. it tested? Yes, I have had it tested. Okay, right. cool. Rock on with your bad self. And you, exactly. actually, you have leeway to charge more because and- that's time and effort. And, you know, that's more edits. Yes. You know, now, if, from there's, the if there's if there's a pattern that's maybe um, uh, simpler, you know, mm-hmm. maybe more beginner, advanced beginner, to not necessarily intermediate, advanced or anything. Okay. Right. I'm just using that, throwing that terminology out there. I don't usually use it, but yeah. um, then if it's just been tested and I've already made a cardigan that's shaped that way, mm-hmm. then I might be able to go with the oh, it's only just been tested. Because right. there have been other people giving that designer feedback, okay? Right. But if it's something that's extremely difficult or ferile or color-stranded or, you know, fitted, you know, it's got a lot of, you know, stuff in it that or maybe Darts techniques and... I haven't used before. Right. Then I'm really going to make sure that it has not only been tested, but that it has been tech edited. Because with the more advanced procedures that we tend to do in our crafting we need a lot more eyes on it to make sure that we've explained it correctly and that actually that's fair because you're right like the more advanced you get the harder it can be number Mm -hmm. one to not only have make sure that it's clear but number one you know number two to explain it to make sure that every maker can do it and And can i I say something right here (laughs) i love youtube Mm -hmm. i love technology some days mm-hmm. <laughs> not today I mean, look not today but we've had our <laughs> not days today. and, and I, I love We're going the fact back to the mercury thing right <laughs> 
and I y'all, love Denise and I decided we were blaming Mercury for all of our problems. Everything today. today. Just yeah. so you know, today's a today's a Mercury in retrograde. And while and, you know, cuss, I'm not cuss, a full cuss. believer. You know, while I'm not a full believer, I enjoy being able to blame it. So, anyways. Oh, I am a full believer, and I totally believe. But anyway, so <laughs> here's the thing. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> We were talking about um, the Fair Isle. We were talking about the clarity and putting it out there. And um, yep, oh, I lost technology. It too. Okay, there you go. Technology. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Please delete this. Feel free to delete that part. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing: is not everyone enjoys technology like I do. And I'm an older person and my mm -hmm. boys keep me up to date on technology and I'm pretty savvy with stuff, but nowhere near as savvy as you are, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> or even Lisa, I'm kind of in the dark with all that. Okay. But if I have to pull up my pattern and click on a YouTube link, every time I want a very difficult procedure to explain to me, I'm going to throw things. Okay. Oh, I'm going to okay. throw them at a wall. But if I have a shot by shot tutorial, like mm -hmm. stills, photo stills, mm -hmm. that's wonderful. And I think that a lot of designers of a certain age right now that are very popular, that are prolific, mm -hmm. tend to think that way. And it's just all video links. And, and it's funny I'm not... because I actually encourage both photos and links because everybody's got a different way of learning and everybody's yes. got a different way of figuring it out. Yes. And I am somewhere in the middle. Like sometimes I if I can't figure yeah. it out on the video, yes. I want to have a photo that I can look at it and be yep. like, okay, where does this hook need to go to make the yes. stitch? And, and I want I words. Actually, I want yes. words that yes. say, place your hook under the second loop, you know, or whatever. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah. Yep. The third I don't just want a picture. Your hook is sitting. Because I yep. can tell you right now, I made a cardigan off of a YouTube video, which is still sitting in a bag, not done yet, because I was furious about it. But um, <laughs> It's in timeout. It's fine. It is in timeout, yes. <laughs> it's still in timeout. But um, I literally took the... I can't tell you how many times I backtracked that vi <laughs> the video to a certain point to find out exactly what stitch that she was doing that on. Yeah. Because she would speak too quickly or she would, yeah. you know. And the, line, I mean, the voice and video don't line up right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and maybe that's just a, a someone of much finer vintage than, you know, others that think that way. But... I think it's, I think part of it is a learning thing. I don't know that it's necessarily an age thing. I think it's a learning thing because. because yeah, I do too. I've, I've gotten to the point that I'm very picky with my YouTube videos on yeah. who I actually trust to link out to. And I, you know, if I, cause I'm a baby knitter, baby knitter yes. has like two people that I will go and watch <laughs> religiously. If baby knitter doesn't know what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, where's pink lady? I need a pink lady oh, yeah. video to show she's, me how to do this. She's great. She's great. Oh, she's amazing. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I love yeah, her yeah. stuff. So I baby knitter loves Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I've been relying, you know, um, yep. when Lisa and I did our interview last time, we were talking about a tank top I was working on. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was slip, slip, knit. And oh, yeah. I, let me tell you what, I watched her slow-mo slip, slip, knit about four <laughs> times because I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And it, Because, you know, so. here's the thing. Here's my philosophy about it. A mm -hmm. lot of the YouTube videos for me is just replacing the going and sitting in the knit group and somebody showing you in person how to do it. 
Very much. And they're going to do it slower or they're going to sit right next to you or they're going to yeah. talk to you real slow while you're doing it if you're a beginner. Yep. And they'll oh. show you how to fix it and exactly. they'll show you exactly what you're doing wrong. Right. Because I And it makes it harder. Go ahead. No, it just, it makes it harder when you replace the video with the actual person is what I was saying. Yeah. Well, and I've even clicked on beginner videos for a certain Mm -hmm. set of stitches or like cabling without a needle and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, but that just isn't even going to work for me because it's way too fast. And I know Mm -hmm. I can slow my video down, but then it doesn't match. Like you said. Yeah. So I think that, I think designers specifically of of uh, that have wide ranging uh mm-hmm. makers yes audiences I think that they need to yeah i think they need to really think about that when they're doing their uh because word will get around if yeah. this is a good enough pattern for somebody to do or if this is a good pattern for a beginner or is this a good pattern for somebody learning this new technique you know yeah and it makes really it do. it makes it easier and i think it i think you're right the feedback you know the the word does spread of, you know, oh my, you know, when they start putting out stuff of, hey, who's a really good, you know, I need a pattern for this, or who's got a really great pattern of this. And, right. you know, if you get the same thing six times, you know, it's a, you know, it's a legit deal. So, right. so yeah. as a maker, then for yourself, I'm going to read mm-hmm. one of your questions you sent me. Nah. <laughs> uh, why do you think it would be important for your pattern that you're going to use to mm-hmm. be tested or tech it or not? I've already said what I said. Right. Both. I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm very much team both. Um, because I, there's certain stuff that I don't understand. You know, if it's somebody I don't know, I want to make sure that it's clear, you know, and yep, the tech editor is going to make sure that you're technically correct. And mm-hmm. they're going to hit the first round of, Hey, clarify this, condense this, whatever. But having the makers go through as the second check and be like, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And there's, I've been in enough chats, um, and, and I guess this is the difference between Ravelry and like Instagram is, mm-hmm. yeah, I was one of, you know, 25, but we also did have that direct input with the designer oh, yeah. where we're like, Hey, this doesn't make sense. And a lot of the di- designers have been super receptive to, Hey, how do we make, you know, the designer will be like, okay, anybody have ideas how to clarify? And to me, the more trustworthy eyes you can put it in front of, and I say trustworthy because there's some, there's some testers that are not trustworthy. There are some testers that are not, you know, and, and everybody's got their people they trust, you know, everybody's got their people, you know, I think you need to be inclusive in grabbing a tester pool uh, between number one experience and number two different backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think the more eyes you can get it in front of the better. And I'm like you, I will pay more for a pattern mm-hmm. to know that it's been tech edited yep. and to know that it's been tested, especially like you said, with the more advanced techniques, whether mm-hmm. it's going to be color or stitches or whatever. Yep. And if you know what it's going to be, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm with you. I want to know off the top, whether it's going to be tech edited and or tested or both. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like I said, I think the more eyes you can get it in front of the better. And it's like you and I, when we were talking about what we were doing for this, it's like the old fashioned, you know, old, old fashioned, but the older quilting circles and the, right. you know, yeah. the knitting circles yeah. and that. Oh, and yeah. it's exactly like that where everybody I comes together to yeah. help on the finish, the finished product. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think the finished product is better for it. And it between editing. Yeah. It does. And between, between having, you know, cause so I don't know how other designers do it. 
I do a, I do round one where I, you know, I edit the pattern and then it goes out for testing and then it comes back to me mm-hmm. and I do a final look through before it goes out for publication so that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's on the same page, everything looks good, you know, and I, some of those patterns have come back and I'm just like, wow, that is so much better than yeah. what you and I worked through to begin with. Right. And this is mm-hmm. going to be amazing. And I'm so proud of you and your team because mm-hmm. it is, it is a huge collaborative team it and is. I am. I'm very much, very much put it in front of as many eyes as you can get it, you know, realistically. Quick question right here in the middle. Um, How long do you think you need to give, let's, let's just say shawl. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lace shawl. How long do you give a tester? Do you think is a good amount of time? Timelines are a very sticky thing. So mm-hmm. complex lace, I would say probably anywhere between six and 12 weeks. It depends on if it's fingering weight, if it's worsted weight, if it's, you know, really? okay. well, and it, like, if it's going to be all lace, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, just a straight up lace, mm-hmm. if it's a super complicated lace, mm-hmm. if it's the more complicated, I think you need to have a longer window. If it's just a mm-hmm. simple, you know, slip knit you know, knit two together kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah. Like a horseshoe. You could, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You could probably, mm-hmm. you know, if it's just a small little, you know, two by, you know, three by three square kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably get away with a, you know, a four to six week window. Right. You know, especially if it's a thicker yarn, but, mm-hmm. um, especially garments. Yeah. I, I firmly believe minimum of eight to eight to 10 weeks for a garment. So is this minimum that you're talking about, whether it's a garment or a shawl or lace or whatever, are these timeframes that you're giving me industry-wide? No, not even close. Okay. These are personal. These are my personal preferences as number one, as a plus size maker. Uh-huh. And number two, what I have seen have been more um, receptive mm-hmm. to the testing area. Mm-hmm. Because if you are trying to turn out a garment that is full like and it's lace around the neck and lace down the sleeves and lace down the you know the hemline and you've got Mm -hmm. lace everywhere Mm -hmm. you want somebody to turn that in a plus size 2x maker to turn that in in six weeks Mm -hmm. that doesn't take into account that they have a full-time job that doesn't take into account if they have kids that doesn't take into account if they have both right you know know. it doesn't take into account if they have um you know, speaking to our world, chronic mm-hmm. illness, where mm-hmm. we just have days we can't even pick up a hook or yarn, right. yep. you know? So I, I am one that I lean more on the more fair windows that take into account life. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and this is uh, test, test windows is a hot topic in, you know, in the Instagram community, as far as, mm-hmm. you know, what's fair and what's not. Well, so here's um, my thinking because I mm-hmm. come from the fashion world. I'm kind of like Jill Wolcott a little bit. I come okay. from the world of fashion, not okay. as a maker, but as a, that was a model for a lot of years. And my mom was a designer. So okay. that's my mindset, but they right. were always a season or two seasons ahead. You Correct. Know? And I think for a long time, we in the fiber world have not, we've been, Oh, what's coming up next month. You've got three weeks yeah. to test this. Yeah. And I've lived that. And I, I, I don't think that it's, um, there's been a transition, a transition with the makers that I know where they are trying to at least get a season ahead. Okay, good. You know, because I have, I have seen that as well where, you know, it's like, Oh wait, you know, okay. So when we're recording this, you know, it's the beginning of June. So wait, 4th of July is in a month. We should probably do something for 4th of July. Yeah. 
you know, and I know that this episode is going to come out after 4th of July, but that's, you know, where we're recording right now, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, wait, this is the next holiday. We should do something targeted for that. And it makes it hard on the makers and the testers where you're trying to turn out something that doesn't, you know, it's just, you're going to take all the fun out of making. Yes. You know, you're going to take the fun out of testing and you're going to take the, you know, it's just not going to be a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, um, good. Well, I'm glad to hear it because when I was with a bunch of testing, when I did my earlier testing, like 15 years ago, when I started, I would get three weeks for a lace shawl, Mm -hmm. you know. And I had a small child who I was homeschooling with yep. learning difficulties and a lot of Asperger's and stuff. So yeah, yeah it was, it was pretty time intensive, you know? Yeah. And um, that's what I know a lot that's of why I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is I've become a lot more selective on my timelines and I know mm-hmm. a lot of makers, especially the plus size makers, they're the same way. They, they're very selective on their timelines. So me as an editor, if somebody asks me, mm-hmm. Hey, you just looked at this shawl. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And depending on how complex it is, I'm going to be like, you need six weeks, you know, or you need at least 10, you know, and um, somebody will try and argue with me. And I'm like, what about your plus size makers? Because as a plus size maker, I want to see it on a plus size body. I want oh, to me see too. photos. Me too. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you want to give them fair time to be able to make it because it's twice as big, you know, three times right? as big as, a, you know, a small extra small. Exactly. And yes, they can yeah. pump it out in four weeks or, you know, shorter, but mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not, I'm a slow stitcher. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, well, I'm just really glad to hear that the industry itself is kind of trying to look at this part of its little gambit and seeing that it needs to be seen at least a season ahead. Yeah. You know, in yeah, order a lot for of people are starting to think successful. a lot of people are starting to transition to a season ahead Good. and it's working. It seems to be working out for them a lot better. And so they are able to offer the longer timelines to help with their makers and their testers. So that's one well, thing I've become really proud of. So this was, you wrote, you wrote this down and this is interesting for me because I don't know if it's the same thing as for you as it was for me, but as a tester, mm-hmm. what do you look for in the pattern to help the designer? Mm-hmm. What, what do you look for? So because I've got the editor background, I look more for the technical stuff, Oh, but okay. I, I, you know, and that's just me. That's, that's just what I tend to, you know, I'm like, Hey, this doesn't quite make sense. You know, first I'm going to look for whatever it is I'm going to use, or I like, Mm -hmm. you know, the coasters, the coasters are flowers and I'm not a big floral person, but I loved how big they were. And I love the fact that it was an easy pop of color. And I was like, yeah, that'll be a fast project. Sure enough, it was. And I popped out like a dozen in a weekend. It was great. That's cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. For a garment, it's going to be something that I can wear and I can, you know, it can go into this capsule wardrobe I'm trying to build. Mm -hmm. So I used to um, teach capsule water drumming. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to hit you up because I need some more help. But yeah. anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, it's first I look for something that I can, I can make, you mm-hmm. know, something that I'm going to wear some, and then I look for that timeline because I want to be able to make sure that I'm not going to kill myself over a timeline anymore. I did it. And I unfortunately disappointed a few designers because yeah, between my job and my life, yep. I, yep. you know, it just didn't happen. And so I try to make sure that I'm fair to both of us. Yes. On getting a timeline that's going to be more realistic to me. Right. And then when I get into the pattern. Sorry for the echo, guys. Tiffany's earbuds died. I guess one of the things that um, one of the things I thought of when I read this question at first was what can I do to help the designer? Mm -hmm. And I think it's 
my point, especially when I did leases, the mm-hmm. shawl, was to try to get her out of her own head and into somebody else's way of thinking, you know? Like, okay, this makes sense to you, like we talked about earlier, but for me, this is mud. Yes, and that's <laughs> so, and that's one of those things where you get it in front of many eyes as possible, and mm-hmm, right. yeah, I'm the same way, okay. because I, there was one project that I did that I was just like, this doesn't make sense. I am not a beginner. I have done several different things, right. but this doesn't make any sense to me, so we need to figure this out. Right, and it actually, right. um, the designer and I actually ended up doing a video call on something and we, um, we sorted it out and everybody was like, oh yeah, so much better. So Yay. Um, as a, as a tester and a tech editor, I want to encourage everybody, you know, if you were testing, don't be afraid to say something to the designers so that they can clarify it, you know, yes. because it has to be clear, you know, mm-hmm. for, for everybody, you know, if you're not understanding it, chances are there's five other people in that group who don't understand it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not the only one. I learned that a long time. ago. Exactly. You know, mark that up exponentially once it gets out into the wild, like you said, and it'll, there's several other people. I, I agree that, it, you know, once you get it in front of as many people, you're not the only one that doesn't understand. And once it gets mm. out into the wild, somebody else has to be able to understand it. So, yes, lots of somebody else's that think differently than we do. You know, we all think differently. And that's the fun of it is we all have different perspectives and we have to be able to bring our perspectives to the. So let me ask you this as an editor, because I'm not mm-hmm. a tech editor. I've right. just done testing forever and I'm a maker and I've designed but I design bespoke, one-of-a-kind things. You know, right. I don't write them as a pattern. Okay. So um, what do you look for that differs from testing? So this is one of those things, consistency. For me, it's a huge thing is consistency. Like, I want to make sure that you're, you know, if you use capital, um, oh. you know, like if you're going to use a capital um, SC for single crochet. Yes. Mm-hmm. You use the same single crochet all the way through. Okay. Or if you're going to use lowercase, you use lowercase all the way through and making mm-hmm. sure that the asterisks and the parentheses are all where they're supposed to be. And, you know, you're saying there's a repeat here, but you haven't marked a repeat anywhere in this row. You need mm-hmm. to be able to mark a repeat, right. you know, or, Hey, try changing this to repeat row, whatever, you know, like it's, right. Consistency is one of my huge things is to make sure that everything matches all the way through so that it doesn't confuse somebody because somebody may look at a capital SC up here and a lowercase mm-hmm. SC down here and they may go, oh my God, is that two different things? No, it's not two different things. It's just right. the way that it got marked. Yeah. You know, so that's one of those. Um, I look more for the consistency aspect and making sure that repeats are marked correctly. Repeats are actually being used correctly, you know. Um mm-hmm the math because like you said if it's a fitted garment you want to make sure it fits correctly mm. so we have to make sure that right. all the math that works out correctly i don't do grading like lisa does so lisa would have a whole different perspective as far as the grading process yes i just mm-hmm. i just do final checks on the numbers and make sure that the the number counts work and that kind of thing so right um mine is my probably my biggest pet peeve would be consistency <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have a problem with that a lot of my life, but not in pattern stuff. Right. I, I think I really, um, there have been some patterns in my life that I've had in the past and even as recent as like last year that 
the consistency was, and they were free patterns, to be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a period in my life when I couldn't afford to buy a lot of patterns. So I would get free patterns. And there were, t- there are times when you're just thinking, why is this different up here? Now, let me ask you a question as an editor. Would having a glossary at the beginning of, uh, like a glossary of terminology mm-hmm. at the beginning of a pattern, would that be helpful? I find that having the abbreviations listed at the front is essential because okay. if somebody, you know, especially if it's a an adventurous maker, they yes. may not know what all the terms are, you know, and like you were saying earlier, yes, Google and YouTube are wonderful, but you want to make sure that as a designer, you know, speaking to the designers, you want to make sure that you're listing it there mm-hmm. so that your makers know what they're getting into because um, some of these designers are getting very creative with their stitches yes and they're um they're pulling they're 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 almost creating new stitches so okay if you're going to create something new then you need to be able to list it appropriately and Mm -hmm. nobody's going to know what that abbreviation is going to be so you need to list what it is so that they know how to make it well and not even just abbreviations for stitches mm-hmm. but different techniques mm-hmm. i have noticed there is one particular knit designer recently who does a lot of garments mm-hmm. and uh it's like it is her mission in life to make things as most difficult as she can to start <laughs> And I'm thinking, and I have also remember a person in my life at one time has said, hang on, I'm going to plug my computer, um, has said, you know, well, a pattern is just basically a suggestion. Well, you're talking to a pattern follower. Yeah, I'm a follower too. I am very much a follower. Every jot and tittle. You know what I'm saying? That's Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. So I don't do the whole, oh, this is a suggestion and go ahead and start it differently than what the pattern says. I can't do that. Yeah, I can't either. I'm not that person either. I'm no, very much, no, no, no. I'm very much yeah. follow it. And and that's one of those things that if, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate for the special stitches section, mm-hmm. you know, yes. sell out yes. what yes. this stitch is. And exactly. that's where we go back to the photos and the links mm-hmm. and everything else is right. Okay. Here's your section, you know, here's how you do, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of one of those stitches recently was, a. Uh, um, I don't even know. I can't think of it. I can see the abbreviation and I can't think what it was called. But anyways, it was a treble stitch, mm-hmm. you know, and here's, here's what the, here's what the name of the stitch is. Here's the abbreviation I'm going to be using. Mm-hmm. Here is the verbiage, how to do it. Mm-hmm. Here are the pictures and here's the link on how to do it. Like to right. me, yep. that is yep. a complete section because number yep. one, that yep. covers, that covers what the stitch is, that covers what the abbreviation is, that covers for those who read it and need the words and the photo. Here's mm-hmm. your words. Here's your photo. And for those who need the video, here's your video. To me, that is a complete section. And that yep. makes it all the more accessible for everybody. And it sets the expectation of what you as a designer want the stitch to be. Yes, because like I have said, a new... there are there are some designers who see this as a suggestion. Right. But right. if you want your, your piece to match the sample. To look like it. Exactly. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Here's how mm-hmm. you do this. Here's what I need. And right. I had a I had a thing not long ago. Well, I guess it was the beginning of the year where I put out one of the first things that you need as a designer to for writing a pattern 
you need to set your expectations. Setting your expectation is what stitches are used. What's, you know, how do you create the same stitches that I used in the the design? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. here's the yarn I use. Here's, you know, here's some substitutions. You need to set all of your expectations up front and here the special stitches and spelling it out is one of those things. So there's a a crochet designer right now that I follow almost religiously. I Mm -hmm. love her stuff. It's all very simple, but she does exactly what you say. Now, I don't recall in any of her patterns if she says that they have been tech edited, mm-hmm. but I will pay for them. Now she has them free on her blog, mm-hmm. but then you can get the no ads, you know, PDF thing yeah. that you pay for. And I don't mind doing that because I've done enough of her patterns. I know that she has that. Mm-hmm. She has a video tutorial. She has pictures. I know I can go to her blog and look at her stiff stitch definitions. But the knitwear designer I was referring to, and let me ask you this question. So she's got this way to start these cardigans at the very beginning that the shoulder slope is really odd and you cast on and uncast off and blah, 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 all this other stuff. But she's done it in two or three of the patterns that I've purchased of hers. Mm -hmm. Should she not just call this the whatever her name is technique? She could. I mean, Lisa would have a better answer on that. I mean... I, she could, but me personally, I would prefer her to spell it out every time because if you don't have experience with her to know that that is her technique and if she doesn't consistently spell it out in her special section, you know, special stitches section, you know, if she's not one to use that, then I would prefer her to write it out every time. Well, but what I'm saying is, should she not just present that in a video? This is my technique to start these, you know? She could, she could, but it's a matter of if she would. Mm-hmm. or you know if she does so that would mm-hmm. be her personal preference if she just wants to keep writing it out she could if she wants to actually call it her own technique you know she would have to be make sure that she's consistent on the usage of it but that's you interesting know, because, okay because if she's not consistent each pattern like if it's 10 stitches on this pattern and five stitches on this pattern right mm, i would prefer yeah. it be spelled out every time yeah, I get it. So, that makes more sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just prefer, very, frustrated. very frustrated. Oh, I, I can understand that. But I would I would prefer it be spelled out every time so that there's no gray area. Because like you said, mm-hmm. I'm a follower. I'm the same way. Yeah, and I am. If, yeah. You know, and I'm also one that I would rather have everything listed on the pattern mm-hmm. and then have to go back and look at something else and be like. Oh, definitely. You know, me, too. me too. Yeah. And if the link is there, then I'll follow the link. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have to go back and look, you know, hey, go find this blog post or go find this pattern. Right, right. You know, right. Yeah. and I'm also an advocate of linking everything out in the PDF because if there's a link there, I'll follow it. But if I have to go yes. find it, I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah. No, me I'm either. Lazy. Me either. I'm lazy. And <laughs> well, I'm pretty lazy, but I also like the old fashioned way of printing out on real actual paper instead of doing it on my tablet or my computer. Mm-hmm. So half the time, if the I link them, is half there, the time I do it electronically. So yeah, I'm the yeah, same way. Yeah. Okay. Well, one more question for you as the editor, mm-hmm. my dear, is um, do you actually have to make the piece the way the testers do? No. I didn't no. think so. Okay. No, I don't actually like now there are pieces that I have started that I have edited because I love them so much. Oh, that they're okay. such an amazing piece that I will make it. Mm-hmm. But do I have to make it and make it on the same timeline? Absolutely not. No, that's and that's where I find 
pull your mic down just a little bit because you're breathing into it. <laughs> you can really? do it by your mouth. Yeah, you had it up high enough. It was catching your breath. Oh, sorry. Your sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. Um, no, I don't have to make it on the same timeline. And this is where I find as an editor, I love having the testers because they do make the piece. So they can go back and not only double check my numbers, they can double check the designer's numbers. They can double check the fit because while I can look at it on the paper and I can look at the numbers and everything fits by the numbers. Okay, great. But as an actual maker, does this fit the way that we all anticipated fitting? Are the numbers, you know, yes, mathematically these numbers fit, but as a maker, are they working to make the piece the way that we want it all to fit? You know, because sometimes numbers and execution, yeah, the numbers are right, but the execution, you know, maybe we need to take it in three stitches and we didn't realize that. Or maybe, you know, the decrease needs to come down three rows or something right. like that. And that's, to me, that's where the make the, that's the other portion of the testers being absolutely essential is because they do make the piece. So the mm -hmm. designers made the piece, the designer has made the sample and most mm -hmm. of, you know, they have frogged so many times to make it fit perfectly. Right. Now all of your, now all of your testers are starting from scratch and they are trying to make your sample exactly the way that it needs to be made. And to me, that's where they're invaluable is because now they're starting from scratch and okay, where do we need to fix this as we go? And I find testers to be completely invaluable. And I, if somebody asks me, do I need to have this edited? Nine times out of 10, I'm going to tell them yes. Or have this oh, tested. Yeah. Have this tested. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to tell them yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I, there've been, like I said, there were times 15 years ago when I was doing this and it wasn't a thing as much. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I don't even know if tech editing, I'm pretty sure it existed, but I don't think many people did it. Yeah. I think it was probably more in the, the magazine industry, yarn industry yeah, kind of I thing so than the, than the actual, um, individual, independent, individual, designers. independent. Yeah. The independent mm -hmm. realm like it is now, because technology has come a long way in 15 years. And even from Ravelry, it's come a long way in 15 years. Oh, where, heavens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are tech editors that are available on an independent basis, you know, like Lisa and I, and we can help the independent designers. Right. Right more accessibly. Mm -hmm. I read so. an interesting book one time about fashion design mm -hmm. and how the fashion designers themselves have actual tech editors mm -hmm. because then when it goes to be to the cut people and all that, they have to know what to do and it has to be precise. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's so I've seen that I've seen in the, the realm not long ago that there's actually tech editors for a lot of different industries you know Very, so yeah. you know science and math and you know anywhere mm -hmm. where you're putting anything down for people in the wild there's mm -hmm. typically a tech editor of some form to be able to go back and make sure that everything is correct and everything is on par yeah i appreciate i appreciate the text the tech editors especially and the testers Mm -hmm. Because when I buy a pattern, I'm confident if I know that it's been tech edited and tested, mm -hmm. I am confident that I will have a, not necessarily restful, but a happy experience. Yes. Even if I'm learning, even yes. if it's a, something I haven't ever attempted before. Yes. And even if you do get frustrated, it's because you're learning. It's not necessarily exactly. because of the pattern. Yes. Yeah. It's and that's, the maker. and that's a valid, yeah, that's a <laughs> valid thing right there where, you know, we are doing it does relieve stress 
as a maker, because I'm the same way. If I'm buying a pattern, I would like to know that it makes sense. I would like to know that it, you know, it has been tested and, you know, it does make, it does meet the standards of what the designer wants it to look like and do. And I want to make sure that it is going to fit me as a plus size, you know, and unfortunately finding some plus size makers is hard or plus size testers can be hard. Really? Yeah. Because especially with the timeline, between the timeline and then the cost of yarn. The amount of yarn. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you figure we've got to use how much yarn to, I'm at least 1600 yards for a crocheted sweater. Oh, girlfriend, I am at least that and more. Yeah. Because I'm tall on top of big. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not tall, thank Well, I mean, I'm tall ish, but I'm like fairly proportioned. No, I'm not. But I do my, I do make my stuff longer. I usually have to use about 2,000 yards for a crocheted sweater. Yeah. When they talk about a sweater amount. longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to cover that spot that I don't want anybody to look at. No. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to bend over, you know, squat down and not have my jeans, you know, have that gap between my jeans exactly. and my sweater because it aggravates the snot out of me. But yeah. Here's a, here's a silly question I just thought of. Um, spitballing out here. Yeah. Do you think that this will ever become standard? I would love for it to. I would love for it to, but I think there's some people in the industry who they don't think it needs to be, or they think that, you know, they can't afford it. Whereas, Hmm. you know, I can't speak for Lisa, but if somebody wants to work with me, I'll, we'll figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that this is not my primary income. So I have a lot of leeway because this is not my primary income. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody wants to figure out how to barter something, we can figure it out. You know, I I think accessibility, unfortunately, prevents the editing portion. Um, As far as the testing portion, I don't know. I, I, a lot of people are more willing to have it tested than tech edited. But some people will just go straight for tech editing and then be done. And Hmm. you can go either way, but I'm, I'm always team both. (laughs) I, I always, I always think it needs to be, I think it's more complete and I think it's more universal and more accessible if it goes through both. Cause in my way of thinking, which is not like anybody else's usually, um, it's, it's like, you're getting the best of both worlds. Exactly. You're the tech 100%. world. 100%. And then you're getting the real world, which I mean, I know the tech world's a real world, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, but you get the maker who's actually going to be making the pattern in the end and yeah. you want their input of, Hey, does this make sense? Hey, is this okay? You know, mm-hmm. can you as an adventurous beginner or you as an experienced maker understand what I'm saying right here of yarning over twice, insert your hook, you know, pull up a loop and pull through all three, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, um, I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent that you get the best of both worlds. And that's to Mm -hmm. me why it's so important to do both. I do too. Now, that being said, just briefly, let's touch on different, uh, nationalities, cultures, that type of thing. Okay. That's always going to be different. But I know when we did talk to Ro, Mm -hmm. she mentioned how that, uh, she writes her patterns in English, in mm-hmm. American English, because it doesn't translate well from her language. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. She so she writes her patterns actually in U.S. terminology, and then she mm-hmm. uses British English. So it's it's oh, really British funny English. to. Yeah, she writes it. Her her actual writing, like the actual physical writing, is British English, 
And then she uses U.S. terminology for her, um, for her abbreviations. Just the patterns. Oh, okay. okay. So, you know, and that cross is entertaining to me. And then like I mentioned before, I have an Irish designer and she, um, she will actually use both. She uses both the UK and the U.S. terminology. And then she writes in British English. Oh, Um, fun. Yeah. I, I love the, I love the accessibility of listing both. Yes. Um, as far as other designers, um, I know that they're, um, one of the maker or yeah, one of the makers and I are trying to put together like a translation list, mm-hmm. um, for being able to translate in and out of different languages. And I know Lisa does, um, what did she say? She's got a Spanish, I think she said she's got a Spanish designer or something mm, that she remember. goes back. She's got a, I know she's got an international designer that she goes through and corrects and translates or whatever, but, um, well, I know when I was working with my Italian designer, mm-hmm. she was strictly uh, American mm-hmm. that she wrote her patterns in. Yeah. And, and, she was and bilingual, that's, of course. And that's a, that's a preference. You know, some people, they, they do it as a, um, you know, because like Ro, her, most of her following is US, UK based. And, she, you mm-hmm. know, for me and crochet, that's also why you have to differentiate what terminology you're using. Because that if makes sense if you're doing the international thing, you know, you have to differentiate that way. Everybody knows what stuff they're supposed to learn or Mm -hmm. supposed, supposed to use, not learn, use. Because Um, I can imagine something technical like knit or crochet would be way more difficult to translate than like my books. mm -hmm. I can have them translated into several different languages. Yeah. Fairly easily. Words. It's just words. Yeah, it's, it's words, and you know the gr- the grammar is easy enough to change around and that kind of thing. Right, but um, I can't imagine the other. That's just crazy. It would depend. I would. I've. Ne- I don't have a lot of experience with it, but I would imagine that it would be a little more difficult because you know mm-hmm. breaking it down into the yarn over and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. the oh linked treble crochet. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Oh. <laughs> trying to describe a linked treble crochet in you know, Dutch or German would probably be very different than what we do in the U S or UK. Right. So yeah, it would, you would need a definitely need a tech editor in that language to make sure that it was correct. Right. Well, so what else do you got to tell us about this, Missy? I don't know that there's a whole lot left uh, as far as like this little hour that we're taking, but I do very much advocate for both. I advocate for editing and testing, you know, and do you know pretty much like the percentage of people who do advocate for both? Is it a small amount or a large? Or... You know, I really don't. Um, I think, like I said, I think part of it is an accessibility thing um, as far as getting with editors to have their stuff edited because they think they can't afford it. As far as testing or not testing it, that might just be a time thing. Or a, hey, I don't interact well with large groups kind of thing. Mm. But that's where you can ask somebody to help you out as a moderator. Um, right. I I don't, you know, because there's a lot of designers or a lot of makers who are really good with the social thing. And they'll, you know, you talk to them, they could probably help you sort out the, because there's a lot of introverts, you know. That's one thing yeah. that our, our craft is really good with is introverts. Yes. You know, definitely. hey, I don't have to talk to anybody. I can make my own shirt and be done with mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. You know, if you want to design in the social, if it's the social aspect that's holding you back on having your stuff tested, I would say find, you know, either find an extroverted friend 
who's really good with people that can help you with the groups or find, you know, maybe ask your tech editor or ask, you know, I can point you to a couple of different people who would be willing to do it. But, you know, I would say, you know, see if you can find somebody to support. I can tell you right now that I had never heard of a moderator for testing until you mentioned it. There's not a lot of people who do it. Um, That was one of those things that I started doing because I missed the social aspect of testing. Being Mm -hmm. an editor, I don't, I missed, I missed that part. Like I I enjoy testing. I don't have the time for it. So being a moderator, I still get the social aspect. I still get the interaction. I get to help make the pattern better. And, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing how it's, I love watching the creation from the designer's brain to how it comes out, you know, to the sample, to where it Mm -hmm. comes to me, then going through the testing process and then coming back to me. I love that whole journey. Like that just, that brings me so much joy watching, just watching the little seedling grow. You know, it's just, to me, it's so much fun. And so that was how I got back into the testing thing without actually doing testing, but I still get to see it grow and I still get to interact. So Maybe there's some listeners out there that might be interested in doing something. Like they very well could. And, if that's and how does that, that, how do you do that? That was something that I just started advertising. Well, honestly, when I started doing the, the, um, because I had some friends that were, when I was doing my little, I wasn't quite official with tech editing, but I was helping out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was their unofficial second in the chat. And if somebody had questions, I'd pop up and say, Hey, this is what it is, you know, and I would clarify the question or, Hey, can you flag that on the pattern for her to come back to later kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And that's really all it is, is it's just being unofficial seconds or, or, th- you know, or if you're actually the moderator, you're being an official second, you know, and if somebody wants to do that, I say, you know, do it. And I would be happy to, you know, help them figure out what to do or, you know, happy to point people in that direction, you know, because there's been... I've had two other editors and another maker reach out to me and say, Hey, how do you do this? What do you do? And I, you know, kind of word vomit all over them, unfortunately, because I love <laughs> it, you know, and I think it's, I think it's necessary for the designer because it takes, it takes stress off of them. There's mm. been one designer I've worked with that I moderated two of her chats last summer because she was so overwhelmed with life. She couldn't handle the chats. So I jumped up in there and I helped her with her chats and, you know, her patterns were all the better for it. I bet. You know, so the makers get the responses that they need on the pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes some of the stress off of the designer for being solely responsible for responding to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the designer is overwhelmed with what's going on in the chat, then I pop out on an external chat with just the designer. And I'm like, hey, person ABC has a question about this. Right. Tell me and I'll relay it. And I've done that, you know, because they're like, hey, I'm taking a break for the weekend. I'm not doing anything. But if mm-hmm. it's something critical, I pop out independently and I'm like, hey, help me explain yeah. this to me and I will relay. And that's what it actually worked out really great for her. And well, it I makes think, a lot of sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of people who could do it. And I think there's a lot of people who would be really good at it. They've just never thought of, like you said, they've never thought of doing it. No. no and no. I, I, like I said, one of the makers that reached out to me a couple months ago, she was like, hey, this designer I work with a lot has asked me to do this. How oh. do you go about it? I'm like, this is what I did. Oh, I've had cool. a couple of other tech editors that they're like, hey, designer, you know, some of my clients are asking me and I'm like, this is what I do. You know, um, one of the virtual assistants that I've um, talked to, you know, she was she was figuring it out on her own and we talked, you know, kind of touched on it and we, we do mm-hmm. it very similarly. Um, but that was one of her responsibilities as she got hired 
you know, me is just a completely separate thing. So, right. but I, I think there I, are, I, I think there are a lot of people that could do it. I think there are a lot of people that could find their way as an advocate or an intermediary for different, different positions in life all over yep. the place. And I just never thought of applying it to this. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and the, it was funny because I put it up, where was it? It was somewhere. And one of the designers that I, I moderate for, um, there was a designer that popped up. She was like, I've never even thought of having somebody help out in the chat. <laughs> and one of the designers that I moderate for, she was like, girl, I will not have a chat without a second person in there anymore. Oh. It's a second set of eyes to make sure something's not missed. It takes some of the, it takes some of the stress <laughs> off of everything. You know, it's just, it, it works out for everybody a lot better. I so do, I, yeah, if there's makers out there, uh-huh. do it. So if there's listeners here that they could even contact you through Net Instagram, Edit, email, page, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Even, even if it is our email, then it's, what is it? Net sleep, eat, edit, repeat. Net, I think ne- <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's blog. There we go. <laughs> or catch me on hey, Instagram. I named it. Okay. It's knit, edit, sleep, no, knit. <laughs> I know the full name is knit design design sleep, edit, edit repeat edit knit design edit sleep repeat is yeah, what it is. There we go. But the email <laughs> is knit design edit. There you go. <laughs> you, Showed you how often I actually look at it when I log in. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I. Th- you know, especially if you're an extrovert who, you know, you enjoy interaction and you want to help support your introverted friends, that'd be a great way to do it. That's interesting. I think because there's a lot of introverts out there that they are just terrified to get into a group chat. Well, you know, and to run it and to run it is just, they're definitely terrified. Wow. And, but it's also something that's not so time consuming or intensive, like you said. Yeah. You know, and you still get the fun of the social aspect. You get to see the project grow. You get to, you know, still support all of your friends of, you know, of that kind of thing. Be a part, you know. Yeah. I do it as the editor because I've already looked at the pattern. I've already got, you know, a pretty good understanding of what the pattern looks like and how it's supposed to run. Right. You know, can a general listener, general maker do it? Absolutely. You just have to make sure that you've got a good relationship with the designer where the, you know, if you don't understand it, the designer can explain it to you where you can relay it back. Right. So, yeah. Well, cool. I, I think it would work. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it. You got anything else? Any other not. thoughts? I don't know. And I, I wrote a couple of them down and I've already asked them. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, <laughs> I, I have had fun this hour. It's been a fast hour. So, yeah. I'm glad we were able to do this. So. Okay. If well, anybody has any questions about any of this, they can reach out to either one of us. And yep. I know Lisa was looking forward to hearing us talk about this because yeah. yeah. she was like, I haven't ever tested. So this ought to be fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I would love to hear some testers input, whether it's on our Facebook group or at one right. of us independently or through the email. I would love to hear their input on whether they want to be a moderator or what their thoughts are on timelines or yeah. yeah. Will you pay more for a pattern to be tech edited and tested or, you know, on our Facebook group, I know we have a, a I can't remember her name. I feel so horrible about that. We have somebody running our Facebook group now mm-hmm. instead of me. And um, you can put a poll up 
yeah. So maybe, maybe we, should, we should have maybe, her do that. Yeah, maybe one of us should pop something up there about that because mm-hmm. um, I can't think of her name either. She's an amazing being for doing the Facebook group. Caitlin? Yeah. Catherine? I don't know. Kate. I'm so sorry. I'm awful. Uh, no, no. <laughs> We're I'm, both bad with names. We're great with I was just We're bad with names. <laughs> I was gonna say we have deficient noun disease. Okay, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, we, we've hit the we've hit the time of day where we're done. So. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, I'd love to definitely hear thoughts on yeah. testing versus editing, and mm-hmm. I think the only the last thing coming back around to it um, that we talked about earlier is having it listed on the front. I, me personally, I would love that to become an industry standard oh, where I it is it listed be. listed everywhere, whether it's been edited, tested, or both. Yep. You yep. know, in the listing, on the romancing page, yep. in the, the IG posting, you know, the Facebook posting, everything. I think it needs to be listed mm-hmm. everywhere Yep. so that, peop- you know, the maker knows what they're getting into. And most of the Ravelry ones where I've seen that it is listed, it's mm-hmm. at the very bottom. It is a very and bottom. In italics. Yep. Yeah. I would love for it to be a little bit further up maybe. Yeah. And especially on something like Ravelry or um, even... Well, I guess Etsy would be a little bit different or personal websites would be different, but I would yeah. love for it to be a check mark, especially on Ravelry and mm-hmm. Ribbler and some, you know, yes. Lovecraft and all that kind Lovecraft, of thing. Yeah. Has yeah. this pattern been edited? Yes. Has this yep. pattern been tested? Yes. I would love for it to be a checkbox yeah. somewhere up there where some, where, you know, and even a filterable option, like, you know, maybe yeah. that's a bit much because, you know, I'm actually, well, but it makes, but, to me, it makes sense. It really does. Yeah. I believe in being transparent. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and to anybody. me, that also justifies the price because if it is a Definitely. more expensive pattern, why are you asking me to pay, you know, $12 for a scarf or a shawl? Oh, right. because right. you've had it tested and edited. Okay, yep. let's go. Yep. yep. You know, to me, you tell me that right off the top next to the price all day long. I'm in. I'm good for it. Yep. No problem with it. Not at all. Yep. All right, Miss Sparkle Coordinator, I think it's time okay. to go. Sweetie pie, yes. I'm it starting is. to get, get hungry, some... so I'm going to go find some food and you I'm go going eat, to bed. Get some sleep. And we'll talk and later. And you, you as well. And I will catch up with you later. Okay, sweetie. Take care. All right, bye. Bye bye. You can email us at knitdesignedit at gmail.com or reach out to our Facebook or Ravelry groups. And come back next time when Denise and Tiffany talk with Sarah LaRue of No Hooks Given. Sarah, I apologize if I have mispronounced your name. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen. And join the conversation in our Ravelry or Facebook groups. For show notes or knit tech editing and related services, please visit my website at Arctic edits.com. To inquire about crochet tech editing and other services Tiffany provides, please go to wootcrafts.com. <laughs>